What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube channel, A-plus Opinions, y'all. It is I, your More Phenomenal host, back once again for you guys, Adam Perez. We are, in fact, here with a brand new episode for you guys, our weekly episode that we're certainly going to be getting info into with you guys today. And we definitely have a ton of stuff, certainly, on our plate that we're going to be focusing on. Uh, we've got the Beast Morphers Christmas special that just went ahead and aired earlier today. We'll go ahead and talk about that. Boom Studios new addition uh, to, uh, I believe, Go Go Power Rangers issue number 26 that was in fact released maybe even a little bit of Kara Major talk for you guys but most importantly the story of the week if you ask me is in fact the idea and the announcement of a brand new Power Ranger movie currently in development guys we're going to be getting into all of that for you guys today as always so what a fantastic way to go ahead and kick off this week um, to be honest with you it is one of those things where I'm kind of glad that this news kind of dropped towards the end of the week so we didn't really have to wait too long to actually talk about it because uh, I've been kind of eager to kind of hear your guys' thoughts and things like that as we break down not only the article from the Hollywood Reporter but we'll also talk a little bit about the writer and director as well um, to kind of give us an idea as to what we could potentially uh, kind of expect uh, along with the premise for the upcoming film. So I'm really eager to go ahead and join, uh, go ahead and talk with you guys in regards to that today. Um, but as always, guys, before we go ahead and get into the business side of things, listen. If you love the content we're continuing to provide for you here on a weekly basis, whether it be from A-plus Opinions or A-plus More Phenomenal, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. Also, go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you love the content we're continuing to go ahead and providing for you guys. And, of course, if you want to follow us on social media, you guys can do so right here at A-plus Opinions. Guys, we're going to be on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook. So... One of my favorite moments of our week, I want to give some shout outs to anybody that certainly has joined us in our live chat today. That's certainly stopping on in Ultraman's in the house. Uh, Sexy boy FRS, most notably known as I love bacon and sushi. He loves to change his name constantly. Uh, Miss Hassan is in the house along with uh, Zachary coming through as always. Doomsday's here with us today. Tony Robinson certainly making an appearance. Hey, we got Turbo Studios and the A-game certainly joining us, guys. So thank you very much. Uh, hey, Sailor's in here jb says what austin the terminator not ultra dhr2 2 and what happened to dhr1 is, is there a dhr1 i'm not quite sure and of course edward sanchez production man look at this we're, we're getting a ton of people joining us live today i feel like the i feel like the attendance continues to grow um i feel like every time that i mention you guys' name you have to say here or raise your hand so i know that you guys are in class today devin williams coming through also guys so hey if we have any stragglers that wind up jumping into the live chat certainly go ahead and welcome them with open arms guys and always remember, these are always just my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. So certainly go ahead and let your thoughts be known about all the articles that we drop and things like that. And certainly be respectable um, to everybody else's certainly opinions that are out there. We like to try and keep it a family-friendly sort of uh, uh, environment, I guess you can say, when it comes to the live chat and things like that. Also, Toku is certainly in the house as well. So, guys, I guess let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Listen, you know, we have a new Power Ranger movie on the horizon. Um, it's something that I think a lot of fans have been asking for. Um, I think for the most part, a lot of fans have been wanting to see a sequel to what we recently got back in 2017, two years ago, um, that was produced by Lionsgate. Um, but unfortunately, we're not getting ourselves a sequel. But what we are getting ourselves is, in fact, 
a reboot. Um, you know, I was talking with um, uh, over on our Facebook page. We do have a Facebook moderator there. His name is uh, Reggie. You've probably known him as A plus Reggie over there. Um, you know, him and I had this debate a couple of weeks ago about the idea, or I don't want to say a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of months back, probably like during the summertime or whatever the case may be, um, about the idea of should we get ourselves a Power Ranger movie now or wait a little bit till later? Now, I was certainly under the impression that, hey, you know what? The first movie in 2017 certainly didn't do that well when it comes to box office wise. So maybe they want to kind of take a step away from the franchise a little bit and then maybe re retool things maybe like five years down the road and then go ahead and give us a new movie. But Reggie, on the other hand, was like, no, we need to have something now. And according to the Hollywood Reporter here that we wind up getting here um, that uh, the article just released yesterday, it certainly seems as though one is definitely in the works. Um, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, as you can see from the title of the article, Power Rangers reboot in the works with the creator of It's the End of the Effing World, um, has in fact been currently in early negotiations to go ahead and uh, join this franchise. So the article says uh, it's morphing time for Jonathan Entwistle. Uh, he says, the filmmaker, perhaps best known for creating Netflix series The End of the Effing World, is taking on Power Rangers, a new version of the colorful family adventure franchise, this time set up by Paramount Pictures. The other one was, in fact, done by Lionsgate. It says, Entwistle is currently in early negotiations to direct a new feature project that would reboot the title. So for those of you who want to know, early negotiations just means he sat down with the studio. They're at this particular point in time. They're just going through all the paperwork, making sure everybody's certainly on the same page. So Entwistle right now is certainly attached. If negotiations go south, he could certainly move on to something else and we can have somebody else in there. But as of right now, Early negotiations certainly are taking place. It seems as though this is probably going to happen. Um, so we'll cross our fingers and certainly wait to see. But Jonathan Entwistle is right now lined up to go ahead and direct this particular film. It says, now in Paramount's court, Rangers is getting rebooted once more in a way that hopes to bring the franchise to its roots. Uh, here's the premise that says, the story is said to involve a time-traveling element that brings the kids to the 1990s. And in back to the future fashion, they have to find a way to get back to the present. It does say here that Patrick Burley, uh, who wrote the upcoming Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, is currently penning the script. Uh, it does say that on the surface, Ant Whistle is an outside-the-box choice for the shiny franchise, uh, as his Netflix show is dark and envelope-pushing, about the opposite of what you can get for a Hasbro property, which is very, very true. Uh, the show, which is a dark comedy that he directed and executive produced, um, it's currently in its second season um, on Netflix. I think it just dropped in November. Uh, it's told of growing friendship between a teenage boy who believes he's a sociopath and is looking for a person to kill and a girl who persuades him to ditch their homes for a road trip. Um, it says, but the director uh, has shown that he has a grasp on the voice of the younger generations, which executives hope will translate into something unique and appealing on screen, guys. So, just a little bit of background information in regards to Jonathan Entwistle, because I did go to his IMBD page. Now, um, he really doesn't have a ton of stuff under his belt, to be quite honest with you guys. When I go over to his uh, filmography, uh, right now he's really most notably known 
for his time here for um, the end of the effing world. Now, he has done a couple of short videos here and there, uh, but nothing as far as like big screen um, sort of movie adaptions or anything like that to the big screen. So this seems as though this is going to be his first foray into uh, motion pictures, needless to say. But uh, he does have some experience under his belt, at least in regards to directing uh, a couple of episodes of television. Um, we also have Patrick Burley, uh, who is in fact scheduled to be the um, the writer of this film. Um, now, when I go to his particular page, he is actually an actor uh, who is also uh, writing as well. Now, he is an uncredited sort of story consultant for, I believe it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Not my favorite film, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but uh, he also is has a story coming out, a movie coming out for Peter Rabbit 2 um, that's scheduled to come out next year that he's actually uh, wrote the screenplay, screenplay for as well. And I think another movie by the name of Wish. Um, so not a ton of experience under either of these guys' belt, to be quite honest with you. Um, but when I look at Jonathan uh, Entwistle, uh, I haven't watched the show yet, uh, at least in its entirety. Uh, I have watched the very first episode. And to be quite honest with you, while it certainly is a dark show, uh, I really do like the direction in regards to what he's taking uh, with some of the uh, opportunities that he has, not only with the kids and things like that, um, but also um, just from editing or jumping from scene to scene, um, the pacing of the episode and things like that. So for that part, uh, I certainly uh, enjoyed that aspect uh, of what I saw from episode one. So I'm definitely going to keep my uh, hopes up in regards to that he can translate his directing from television to the big screen. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about the premise here of this idea, right? We're going back in time. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Anytime that they do anything that's time travel related when it comes to movies makes me nervous uh, they, because honestly, I feel like sometimes time travel just isn't done correctly um, or, you know, people. it's just one of those things. Time travel can can take multiple shapes, if you know what I mean, right? Like Endgame certainly did it significantly different than what Back to the Future certainly did. For me, growing up in the 80s and things like that, I love Back to the Future. Back to the Future is honestly my favorite movie of all time outside of Star Wars. And I've always felt and believed that uh, that Back to the Future certainly did it the right way. So this is going to be fascinating to kind of see Paramount Pictures tackling the idea of, uh, uh, you know, of a time traveling film when it comes to Power Rangers, taking them back to the 90s. Maybe they wind up meeting Zordon and Alpha. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how they manage to kind of pull this off. Um, if anything, like I'm wondering if the concept is going to turn out to be that Zordon and Alpha, they, you know, maybe they need to find a new group of Rangers and they have to look to the future in order to get some of these kids and bring them back to modern times um, to maybe change or affect something that is going to take place in their future or like change their particular timeline. Um, so I, I don't really know how they're going to execute this. But it does fascinate me. Like, do I think we're going to get Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yes, I do. I do think since we're going back to the 90s, I think that's probably going to mean we're going to get ourselves another iteration of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If anything, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost curious if we're going to get a different group of teenagers this time, right? Like maybe not necessarily going back to the, uh, you know, Jason, Zach, Trini, Billy, Kimberly, 
maybe we wind up getting ourselves pretty much a new generation of kids that get taken back to the 90s and become brand new Power Rangers. Um, so that'll be fascinating to me if they go that particular route. But of course, right now, uh, a lot of the concepts and the ideas for this particular film uh, is certainly um, still being kept under wraps. I believe it was uh, PowerRangersNow.com that did go ahead and say um, that they believe that the film is probably scheduled to try and be released either late 2021 uh, or early 2022. So we certainly do have some ways away. It, it de definitely sounds like it's very much in early sort of production, early stages and things like that. Um, they did say that they believe that the script is probably already done. Uh, I mean, the article itself did say that they had Patrick Burley, who's, who's penning the script. So I'm pretty sure he's probably working on it. They're probably going to be going over different drafts of the script and things like that. So they can really hammer uh, things home in regards to this. You know, I personally, listen, I I'm going to be honest with you. I am intrigued. I'm not going to say I'm over the over the hill uh, excited because I for me, at least I do need to have a little bit more information than what we just got here. Um, but listen, and I really love what they wind up doing with um, the Transformers franchise. Uh, in Bumblebee. Uh, I really love what Paramount did there and bringing in some younger stars. We had Haley uh, Steinfeld in there, uh, and then we wind up having Travis Knight, which is interesting because, listen, you know, Travis Knight, I, I don't want to say he was a super well-known director, but he was most notably known at least for his his time in animation um, in regards to directing, like, clay motion animation. And his transition from that over to uh, a, a big motion picture film uh, was almost seamless to be honest with you and Bumblebee is probably one of my favorite um, Transformers movies in general so I truly loved what they wind up doing there so I, I do have faith that Paramount can perhaps maybe put some of the correct pieces together in order for us to get something significantly different um, and hopefully feel something that feels significantly fresh um, you know I don't know exactly how much money they're going to be putting behind this budget um, if if I had to guess though I would say it would probably be no more than a hundred million dollars like if you ask me if you can make this movie between 50 and 75 a million I would be I would feel a little bit more safer with that because at the end of the day Paramount can't afford uh, to lose out money now what Paramount can certainly do here is if they do want to make it a big budget film maybe they can go ahead and get other studios to also maybe co-finance this particular film with them right like Paramount puts in 25% and a couple of other studios wind up put it in 25% and things like that so that if the movie doesn't become successful at the box office um, Paramount maybe doesn't necessarily have to take such uh, an incredible hit on it so the concept alone that we have Hasbro and Paramount working together, uh, we I've already seen what they're capable of doing in something like um, a Bumblebee. Um, so maybe they can certainly pull off a Power Rangers reboot. Uh, again, I personally really would have liked to have seen it uh, held off for a couple more years because I still feel as though that 2017 film is very much very fresh in people's minds uh, and if you're trying to reboot something that quickly um, sometimes people are just will have the idea and the concept of uh, I've already seen that why do we need another Power Rangers boot we, we just got one back in 2017 um, and, and so that that's really where my hesitancy is at um, because I feel like they're almost they have a higher higher mountain to climb here in creating this Power Rangers reboot um, so close to um, the 2017 film. Now, listen, if, if the if the release dates are in fact true, 
uh, and it doesn't come out to 2021, 2022, um, that's usually that's that's a pretty significant difference uh, as far as like time period and things like that. So um, what would that be like five years or so? Uh, so maybe that would certainly be OK, but we'll definitely have to see. Um, but look, you know, we were already talked about um, that Hasbro in the past has mentioned the idea that they are at least open to doing another Power Rangers movie. Uh, but this is probably one of our more solidified uh, stories that we've gotten that, yes, it is, in fact, in the books. Like they they have it on the docket. We've got a, a script that's currently being penned and written. Uh, we've got a, a director that's certainly attached. They definitely do plan uh, on moving forward with this film. And for me, I'm going to be really excited to kind of see who they wind up um, having for casting choices. Um, now, listen, if you guys are interested, uh, I believe maybe sometime last year or earlier this year, I did do a video in regards to my fantasy casting for a Power Rangers reboot film. I did go ahead and pick out five, um, possibly six different Rangers or six different actors uh, and actresses that I would certainly love to see in an upcoming Power Rangers film. Now, some of them may be just too out of the box, right? Maybe too expensive or whatever the case may be. But if you guys are at least interested in, in, in checking out maybe some of my own personal fantasy casting for who I would like to see represented as Power Rangers, I'll go ahead and put a link in the description box below uh, once we actually wrap up this particular episode for you guys to certainly go ahead and check out. Uh, but listen, the, the premise is interesting to me. Uh, the idea of a, a teen, teenagers from this period going back to the 90s and having pretty much an attempt to try and get back to their own particular time period, it'll be interesting to kind of see how they wind up uh, pulling the trigger on that. But if I had to take my guesses, I will still say just because of the fact that we're going back to the 90s, that we're probably going to get another form of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I mean, look, dinosaurs tend to sell when it comes to toys, um, you know, so maybe we wind up getting something. Um, that maybe that's why they want to kind of maybe stick with the MMPR uh, aspect of things. But again, that hasn't been confirmed. We don't know if that's the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger team. I'm just assuming if you're going back to the 90s, that's, that's probably who I'm assuming uh, that we wind up getting, or at least that was so prominent um, sort of back in the 90s. But guys, again, these are just my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. So please let me know what you guys think about this potential Power Rangers reboot um, that's currently in the works in the comment section box below, guys. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably, once I get into the live chat with you guys, I'm pretty sure we'll talk a little bit more about it as well. Uh, give you guys my further details and my further thoughts on it. Um, but yes. We're getting another Power Ranger movies, guys. So th that in and of itself is certainly exciting. Look, I, you know, I, I want to see Power Rangers on the big screen. Like, I truly do. Um, and I'm, you know, for me, when it comes to the 2017 film, I really enjoyed it. I, I certainly did. I hope Paramount and the directors and the writers maybe take a couple of, like, cliff notes, uh, take a couple of notes of what to do, what not to do from that particular movie, uh, and maybe give us something that's certainly worthwhile. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I loved all the character stuff that we wind up getting from 2017. Uh, that cast in general just really won me over. Uh, a lot of them now are going on to doing bigger and better things. Ludi Lin is out there about to become Luke Kane from Mortal Kombat. Uh, we got Dacre Montgomery, who is over in Stranger Things. Uh, we have Naomi Scott, who's making her a big name for herself with Aladdin and Charlie's Angels. Uh, Becky G, I'm pretty sure, is probably still doing music. Uh, and uh, RJ Siler, I just saw him on an episode of Swamp Thing and he was in season two of Black Lightning as well so a big thing certainly did happen to a lot of these cast members from the Power Ranger film so love the cast um, I honestly really enjoyed the storyline that we wind up getting in there I thought it was like a pretty solid film all in all the one thing that was really missing 
to me at least, was all the other Power Ranger aspect of things, right? Um, the Zords looked absolutely terrible. Um, some of the CGI effects just were not there. I mean, I, I don't even want to speak on Goldar. Um, and listen, the fight sequences. I, I barely saw the Power Rangers fight or use hand-to-hand -hand combat or any of their weapons, you know? They talked about it so heavily in the promotion of the film that each of the Power Rangers had their own sort of unique fighting abilities and unique fighting styles. We never got the opportunity to see any of that. I believe on YouTube, you can actually find the fight choreography for Power Rangers, the Power Rangers movie in 2017, that they were supposed to use, and none of, none of that was practically in the film. And if you look at the fight choreography, that needed to be in the film in order to make it even more even more badass, to be honest with you, because I love the fight choreography that was originally planned and then scrapped uh, for just some crazy ugly looking CGI putties and uh, cutting majority of all that stuff out. So a little bit of a bummer. It's like, while we get the, we get the attention to character and the details, I appreciate that. Well, we got attention to the storyline. I appreciate that too. I'm here to see some fighting and I'm here to see some Zor battles. And unfortunately, you know, we got like 15 minutes of that. Like, like it was almost like they forgot um, that, that aspect of the Power Rangers. So I'm hoping that the Power Rangers re reboot in and of itself does take some notes. Um, you know, Hasbro, now that they actually own the property themselves, uh, they've gotten a little bit of some experience with it for television show purposes. Uh, maybe they go into this with a little bit more experience of how to take a franchise like Power Rangers when they did it with um, when they did it with uh, Bumblebee. Uh, maybe they can go ahead and actually pull this one off uh, and give us something really special here. So I'm excited. But again, I'm not going to get overly excited or have my my excitement or anticipation or expectations up here just yet until I wind up getting more details about the characters, more plot information, and uh, potentially posters and some trailers. So um, let's certainly take this for what this particular report is. Uh, we are getting ourselves a Power Ranger movie, so that in and of itself should certainly bring us a ton of joy. So uh, guys, again, let me know what you guys think uh, in the live chat or in the comment section box below. Uh, next up, guys, the one thing I want to go ahead and talk with you guys about and tackle today, the Beast Morphers Christmas Special. Now, guys, listen, you, look, if, you, if you've been knowing me for a while when it comes to these reviews, year after year after year, I'm not the biggest fan of the recap episodes, man. Uh, these holiday specials are not my favorite. Um, I will say this, though, Beast Morphers Halloween Special, I got it hell of a kick out of that to be quite honest with you uh this christmas special felt a lot more like a recap episode than anything else with some just kind of great moments uh like i love the fact that scrozzle winds up popping up here in this week's episode right we did see scrozzle in the season finale of season one um he escaped uh, after taking a shot from Nate, he wind up leaving along with his lab. Uh, and it seems as though in that process, uh, he's been a Christmas tree that can or ornament ornament fy you, <laughs> according to Steel. Uh, oh, they've been ornament fied. And he, <laughs> I, I love it. I've never heard that term before, but I love it. It's now in my vocabulary, to be quite honest with you. Um, but it was pretty funny to kind of see Scrozzle out there with this fake Christmas tree blasting away people. Uh, he wind up trapping... Uh, I believe it's uh, Devin along with Zoe at first. Uh, and then Ravi, who's who managed to kind of escape this from happening. Oh, also along with Nate. I think Nate was trapped in there. Ravi was actually the, the odd man out for a while before Steel accidentally 
ornamentifies him uh, as well. Uh, it was pretty funny just watching, like, just the little globes, just the little ornaments and, like, their little faces in there. Like, Steel, you're lucky I'm, you're lucky I'm in here right now. <laughs> just seeing their, their faces inside these little globes. I thought it was pretty funny, honestly. It always reminded me of, like, an episode of The Brady Bunch where you just have, like, the little square uh, and just, like, their little faces. But this one was just, like, a little globe. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, but I do like the idea, at least, that, hey, we're at least in this episode giving our B spots and a little bit of an opportunity to shine. Um, I, I, I got to be honest with you that like when this episode started and the B spots, they're all ready for Christmas, right? Uh, they've all got some sort of uh, Christmas decoration on or like a hat or some lights on them. They were really thrilled to go ahead and celebrate Christmas. And then once we get the idea that the Rangers are like leaving to go spend time with their family and just leaving their B spots behind, I got to be honest, I was really disappointed. I was really sad. I'm like, like, aren't they your family? Uh, can't you kind of get them involved also a little bit? It just felt, it just, I just felt terrible for the B spots considering the fact that they've really gotten like no love majority of this particular season uh, for their Rangers to kind of ditch them for their family. I'm like, but they're family too, right? So, but alas, they did in fact at least make it up to the B spots at the end of the day as they managed to really just kind of be fooling them and wanting to kind of surprise them. Uh, in the concept that, like, guys, we were just playing a trick on you. We're not going anywhere for the holidays. We're spending it with you guys, uh, and we want to do something special for you guys. And they managed to freaking get Santa Claus to make a cameo appearance here in this week's episode. Yes, that is, in fact, the real St. Nicholas, guys. Um, no questions asked about it. Although I was wondering where his reindeer were at um, when they went ahead and um, put them all on the sleigh at the end of the episode. Listen, cheesy for sure, but it's Christmas, right? Like, it's, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas special. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for sure. Um, they can get as cheesy as they certainly want in here. They look like they had a lot of fun uh, doing this episode, to be quite honest with you. Um, so th that, in part, um, made it certainly an enjoyable episode. Again, it was for me, it's just a recap episode. Um, but what I do love the fact, though, that they did recap the parents, right? Like, w talking about, you know, once they tell them, hey, we're leaving to go ahead and spend time with holidays with our family – the fact that their parents get brought up and are actually one of the main focuses for their recaps, I thought was interesting. I thought it was an interesting choice. Talking about Zoe's mom a little bit and the whole, um, you know, the news report she was about to give for the um, secret identities for the Rangers, uh, along with Mayor Daniels and things like that. And, of course, you know, uh, Commander Shaw. So in that regards, I really appreciated the fact that the parents at least wind up getting a little bit of shine here in the Christmas special as well. Considering the fact that when it comes to Beast Morphers, this is really our first time seeing parents as heavily involved in this show um, as they have been in the past. And so I'm glad uh, I'm glad they certainly got some shine in here. But overall, it was a, a you know, was, I mean, what do you expect it to be? Right. As far as an episode goes. Um, but I will say this. We did get ourselves a Zord battle this week. That the um, the Zord that um, we actually had a Zord that Scrozzle was operating in here in one of the Robotrons, which I thought was fascinating. Um, I, I like the fact that he kind of created his own little Zord. I don't know if it's the Zord that he like. I don't know if it's his own Robotron that he created. Uh, or if it's just one that he just decided to pilot for himself. But at the end of the episode, we do see that the um, B-Spots do end up destroying that Zord. So I'm wondering, is Scrozzle gone? 
does Scrozzle not make it completely out of season one? Um, or is he, in fact, going to go ahead and pop up once again? Um, because the last time that I saw Scrozzle, he was in the cockpit of his Robotron that was going down and engulfed in flames and then a huge explosion without seeing Scrozzle exit or transport out of there or anything like that. So is that the end of Scrozzle or is Scrozzle going to go ahead and come back? Um, look, you know, I predicted Scrozzle wasn't going to make it out of season one. I do include this in season one, season one, but I'm not going to pat myself on the back yet. Uh, we'll see how season two certainly comes along and see, see in fact, if Scrozzle did, in fact, go ahead and actually make it. But uh, shout out goes out to uh, Campbell Cooley for just doing uh, a fantastic, fantastic job as the voice of Scrozzle. Uh, I, I just feel like he just had a ton of fun uh, doing these particular uh, the voice acting work for Scrozzle and just his past work with Power Rangers and things like that. So really glad that he's a part of the franchise. Glad that one of his characters at least got some really fantastic time to shine here in this week uh and capturing power rangers in ornaments for christmas tree only in power rangers ladies and gentlemen only in power rangers um but guys let me know what you guys thought about this particular episode here of uh our, our power rangers beast morphers christmas special you certainly enjoy it. Did it feel like just another uh, recap episode for you? Maybe it felt like a recap episode, but added some extra things to it that you certainly appreciated and took out of it. Definitely, certainly go ahead uh, and let me know. And it was actually pretty fun to kind of see Steel this week uh, having to actually help the Rangers get out of their particular predicament right the fact that nate is trying to talk steel how to reverse the polarity of this christmas tree gun um to kind of uh draw them out of the christmas tree and back into our reality sort of thing um so i, I thought that was pretty fun to kind of see steel go above and beyond uh certainly what he wants to do um you know and look they even they even continued they even continued the idea of steel wanting to be more human um, you know, I've, I'm wondering if that's really what Steel's endgame uh, is going to be by the end of season two in more capacity. I don't know if he's going to become human or by the end of season two, he just... Uh, he just fully embraces the idea of emotions and human concepts and things like that. And it's just really maybe by the end of season two will really show his growth uh, in that human department uh, because he just wants to experience anything that humans have the ability to do that he certainly can't. So that in and of itself certainly fascinates me, guys. But hey, let me know what you guys thought about this particular Christmas special from Beast Morphers uh, in the live chat or in the comment section box below, guys. Um, and then another Next up, the next story that I want to go ahead and break down for you guys. Um, I didn't even know we were going to be getting this comic book issue this week, but we certainly did. Um, go, go Power Rangers issue number 26 was, in fact, released by Boom Studios this week, continuing along with the necessary evil storyline. I am kind of curious as to how long this storyline is certainly going to be going for. Uh, if it's something that's going to be going to like uh, spring of next year or whatever the case may be, I'm not exactly sure how long like a how many is it like a 15 parter or whatever the case may be? I don't really know how they have it set up. But the storyline continues to get more and more intriguing. And this is definitely a, a, a huge focus issue on Tommy Oliver. Not only his past as a Green Ranger and his relationship with Rita Repulsa, but also his journey and path to becoming the White Ranger uh, and really. Um, something rather unprecedented it's like something just really unexpected winds up happening here in this week's episode that kind of floors me and it makes me really wonder 
where are we going with this story? Not in a bad way, but I'm really intrigued to be like, this is maybe taking a rather interesting twist that I did not expect Ryan Parrott uh, in this direction for them to start kind of going down. Um, but we'll talk about Tommy here just a little bit because I do want to jump real quick into just Jason's predicament because um, they didn't really focus too much on Jason here in this week's episode because last time we saw Jason in issue number 25, he was busted. He wound up getting caught by Trini and Zack um, as Jason was in the command center by himself. Zordon and Alpha are currently missing. Uh, we do know that they're kind of like in this secret compartment of the command center where they're currently working on the White Ranger powers. But Jason is trying to get Zordon and Alpha back, trying to figure out what's going on with them. And he's talking to the Blue Emissary at this time. And so Trini and Zack wind up catching Jason in the command center alone with the Blue Emissary. And they are not pleased. They do not know what is going on. They want some answers. Um, they're de practically demanding answers from Jason. Uh, and Jason is super hesitant as to, should I let them know about the information that I do? If I let them know, is that going to tragically change the timeline? Is that tragically going to... Um, really change things as we know it. and then it's even a warning that the blue emissary even lets them know like hey we cannot risk anybody else knowing what our what our particular plans are but it does seem as though jason is considering the fact that they are his teammates they are his friends um it seems as though he's very much open to at least letting them in on certainly what he's going to be currently up to so uh, we do see the formation here beginning of the omega rangers but there is distrust at this moment there is distrust um i think they before jason can even say anything they get called into battle and now we have our power rangers on the battlefield where you have Jason and Trini who are not even quite sure if they can trust somebody like Jason who seems as though he's definitely up to no good and definitely has some secrets of his own. So I'm pretty sure Jason at some point in time is going to go ahead and at least break it down uh, for Zach and Trini um, so they can finally have the full understanding of what his mission currently is. Uh, and I'm assuming this is probably going to lead to the formation uh, of the Omega Rangers. Sorry, guys, my throat was a little bit dry doing all that talking and stuff. <clears throat> but for me here, the main focus of the story definitely is Tommy Oliver. Now, I will say when I was reading this issue, it was a little bit difficult to kind of understand for me, at least, simply because of the fact that I missed the first encounter with Lord Draken and the Power Rangers when Tommy was, in fact, the Green Ranger. I missed that very first encounter before the Shattered Grid storyline because there seemingly are some references in here. Uh, I'm assuming in regards to when Tommy Oliver's talking to Saba and things like that, talking about, you know, they, that he remembers Saba from before and whatnot. And I'm like, well, isn't he trying to get the White Ranger powers now? So how did he meet Saba before? But it does. Re I, I do remember that they did have a storyline um, earlier on in the Power Ranger storyline series for Lord Draken and our Rangers. So I'm pretty sure there was probably um, some sort of meeting at some point in time. But what I do find super fascinating here is that they're almost implying that there is a part of Tommy Oliver that will 
always sort of be obedient to the evil side of things. Um, we start off with this episode of just of this issue with Rita sitting down with Oliver, uh, with I want to say Oliver Queen there for a minute, sitting down with Tommy as they're having dinner. Um, you know, she currently has his um, the 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 spell on him, um, having Tommy do her bidding and, and being her servant. Um, but she gets a little bit fed up. She gets a little bit fed up because Tommy is just completely in agreement with everything that she's saying or doing everything that she's asking for. And it's really making her start to question, like, this isn't what I had in mind. Like, you know, me giving somebody else these Green Ranger powers and having them be my servant. Like, I, I wasn't expecting this person to just be this mindless zombie in a sense that just says, yes, master, I'll do this for you, master. I'll do that. I think she was looking for a little bit something more. And what Tommy explains to her in here is, says, listen, Rita, listen, I, I, I understand that you're upset at the fact that I, I'm being this servant to you, but it's simply because of the fact that I'm loyal, not because I can't make my own decisions. Don't get me wrong, right? Like I'm not some mindless zombie. It's just that you've given me uh, an opportunity to finally believe in myself. Um, to do something when I didn't think that I was capable of being able to do that and pretty much pretty much saying that I will always be thankful to you for giving me this sort of opportunity. So, you know, don't don't look at me as this mindless zombie. Think of me as your true, true sort of loyal servant at the end of the day. And I think that's really what um, excites Rita a little bit. That's something that at least allows her to be a little bit more open-minded that maybe, just maybe, this Tommy Oliver and Green Ranger thing will certainly work out. Clearly, it definitely didn't. But what we see here is in this episode, Tommy Oliver going on his path, going on his journey. Zordon and uh, Alpha plant him wherever he needs to be in order to begin this journey for the White Ranger powers. Uh, I think he winds up seeing like this uh, mythical like white tiger that winds up like um, uh, having him, you know, uh, having him follow Tommy to his destination, things like that, where he comes into contact with Saba. Uh, now, the sword itself is like, I'm not Saba, you know, whatever other time, uh, whatever other time you might have seen me, um, I'm not Saba, I'm just the sword of light sort of thing. And based off of the past that I know about you, Tommy Oliver, somebody of purity and of true heart can have these abilities. And when I look at you, Tommy, I'm not sure I see that. I'm not sure I see that. And so we do see Tommy Oliver having to go ahead and try and prove himself and let him know that, that, he, that he, he's not the Tommy Oliver that he thinks that he is until, surprisingly, Lord Zed pops up in this particular dimension. Um, and we come to find out from Lord Zed. Lord Zed, I, winds up, I think, letting him know that he's the reason why his powers are gone uh, and was kept alive without his Green Ranger powers because he knew Zordon would take him to this particular moment to get these powers. And Lord Zed wanted to be able to follow him here. And now we have a situation where Saba, who already doesn't trust uh, Tommy Oliver, now is seeing Tommy Oliver here, seeing Lord Zed come here, almost thinking that this is some sort of setup from Lord Zed. Uh, and I, I love the way that it wind up turning itself out to be because you have a, a sort of light who already doesn't trust Tommy. You've got Tommy trying to convince the sort of light. I didn't do this. I didn't bring Lord Zed here whatsoever. But you really get to see that Lord Zed starts talking to Tommy. 
very much in the same way that Rita certainly did, that they believe that he's capable of doing more, uh, you know, wondering, hey, are you going to embrace the real person that you truly are inside as much as you try and walk away from it? Deep down inside, Tommy, you enjoyed being that evil Grain Ranger. You know you did, right? And we see Lord Zed wind up getting the best of Saba in here and really sort of changing that power. It no longer is that power, the power of light. I mean, I don't know what he did with Saba, but literally the, 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 the saber is black now. It's like black and gold, and it's emitting like these red, this red energy. And, and we end off this episode with Lord Zed just saying, this is yours. If you want it, Tommy, if you want it, Tommy. So you want to talk about just flipping the script here, right? Uh, a journey for Tommy Oliver that should have led him to becoming the White Ranger is now a predicament that Tommy finds himself in where he's got the opportunity now to get maybe some evil powers back. Some, some new powers that he's never sort of been exposed to. And I'm really fascinated by this dilemma. I'm really fascinated by this dilemma because, listen, if if Tommy Oliver, from the time when Rita gave him these powers, if regardless of the mind control, if he still certainly felt like he was appreciative of that power for Rita giving him the opportunity and always want, willing to be a servant, is there a part of Tommy deep down inside that maybe wants that again so desperately, so badly to be meaningful once again i mean tommy for the most part seems as though you know for a character from the from the column from the television show that always seemed like i don't want to say he always seemed perfect or anything like that but you clearly can tell from the comic book series here that they are definitely exploring a deeper side to the Tommy character and really trying to see what this character is made of. So I'm fascinated to see where Ryan Parrott is going to take this character. Um, you know, considering the fact that it says it's the storyline is necessary evil, is Tommy that necessary evil, right? Is is a version of Tommy a necessary evil that sort of always has to happen, whether it be Lord Draken or whether it be something different that maybe uh, Lord Zed is trying to offer him some powers. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated to kind of see where it goes, because, listen, at the end of the day, remember this this storyline here from Gogo Power Rangers does eventually lead into Mighty Morphin Power Rangers also. And in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, uh, Tommy's already the White Ranger, ready to go. Things, for the most part, seem like they're OK with him. So I'm wondering what happens from this particular point in time where Lord Zed pretty much offers him another opportunity to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series that we're currently up to. Um, timeline wise, I should say, will Tommy say no? Will Tommy say yes? Um, we'll have to see. We will definitely see what Tommy Oliver is certainly made of going forward. Uh, and for that, that definitely uh, excites me, guys. I I'm really loving what this Necessary Evil storyline is bringing um, to Power Ranger lore in general. Um, just really adding further depth to a lot of these fantastic characters and storyline points that I didn't think that they would ever sort of tackle or even expose us to. So uh, I'm really loving what they're doing here, guys. But of course, again, these are just my A-plus opinions, guys, in regards to this particular uh, episode uh, or issue of Go Go Power Rangers. I always want to know yours, so please let me know your thoughts in the live chat or in the comment section box below, guys. Uh, and with that, uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the live chat real quick. Or before I jump into the live chat, let's talk Kira Major real quick, okay? Because um, this is going to be brief. 
because we still have not gotten any photos or any further news per se in regards to Kara Major. Uh, there are a lot of rumors that are certainly still going out there with the exception of the toy catalog and the toy listings um, that they went ahead and revealed like last week. Um, I think we, we actually did talk about that last week on A Plus More Phenomenal towards the end of the episode uh, about the toy listings that they went ahead and put out there. But as far as visually seeing anything, we still have not done so yet. Um, over on Twitter, um, at the real Matt Hunt, he's been doing a fantastic job of keeping all the Kira Major information just aggregated onto his Twitter page. So anytime anything really new drops, uh, he's usually one of the first people to certainly go ahead and start talking about it. Um, so the real Matt Hunt's been doing a fantastic job in regards to keeping everybody updated. And to be honest with you, keeping everybody as patient and as calm as they certainly can be because uh, I am very much under the impression that people are upset that we haven't gotten anything revealed from Kira Major yet um, and from everything that I've read uh, Bandai has really been kind of cracking down on leaks this year um, they did have their sort of toy conference Bandai certainly did um, but from what I'm hearing they certainly have really not allowed people to be able to have the opportunity to provide leaks of maybe some of the scans and things like that that, that they went ahead and actually revealed so if anything uh, I do believe the real Matt Hunt um, did say that the magazine itself will actually be out rather shortly perhaps maybe sometime by the end of this particular week um, so once we get the actual official magazine um, then we'll probably wind up getting ourselves a first look um, at Kira Major but uh, again it's certainly still all up in the air as to when we're going to be getting it so I'm hoping that maybe they're holding off on it until maybe just a little bit before Christmas because um, if you ask me I think that would be a phenomenal a phenomenal little Christmas present from Bandai uh, to all of us as big Super Sentai and Power Ranger fans. So, uh, listen, guys, I know usually around this time of the year, uh, we usually get all this information leaked and a lot of this information for us to certainly talk about. So I understand that it's a sad time right now when we don't have these visuals for us to kind of break down. But listen, just being honest with you guys, as fans, we are not entitled to anything so we shouldn't have that mindset that you did this last year we should be able to see everything you got no 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 no. i don't i don't want our fandom to certainly turn into that when bandai is ready to give us that information then they'll certainly give it to us so i don't want us as a fan base uh, to feel entitled to have information that's not our own. It's it's Bandai's property. They can do whatever they certainly want with it uh, in regards to revealing that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be patient. As, 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 as antsy and as anxious as I am for uh, Super Sentai information at this point, I'm sure they're holding off on stuff for a very good reason, right? They probably want to make sure they have everything ready uh, to present to us correctly. Um, don't want any leaks to get out there so that people can all of a sudden just start, I don't want to say start bashing things or anything like that, but just start starting to throw things out there or whatever the case may be. I think Bandai just wants their presentation to be done the correct way, right? I, nobody, nobody of a company likes leaks, right? Because people are getting to see things that you're not ready to present to them. So when Bandai is ready to present to them, I'm sure we'll get our information here. So hopefully within the next week, week and a half, uh, we'll get something extremely official from, from Bandai. Uh, and until then, guys, like myself, <sighs> patience. Patience is a virtue. Good things come to those that are certainly patient. So uh, 
we'll definitely keep you up to date though once we get some Kara Major news. Like if Kara Major winds up give like if Bandai gives us uh, a, a, some complete magazine photos and things like that and information like in the next hour, you best believe I'm going to be doing a breaking news video for you guys. So don't worry, we definitely will be keeping you guys up to date on everything Kara Major once we wind up having some more information. But if uh, so, continue to stick with us for your Kara Major news, and of course, go ahead and check us out not only uh, on Twitter at A Plus Opinions, but also go check out uh, at the real Matt Hunt uh, for your Super Sentai and Kara Major information drops as well, and of course. JE Fusion along with tokunation.com or yeah yeah check them out for sure um but all right guys let me go ahead and jump over to the live chat for a little bit see what some of you guys are saying over there do some catch up here cuz we did go through a lot a lot of stuff here um and then you know we'll go through some of the live chat and then I'll jump over to your live questions here in just a minute guys so let's see here what do we have here let me jump into this discussion with you guys and JB says what says like the video everyone hey yeah if you're in the live chat guys if you love the content we're continuing to provide for you especially if you're in the live chat hit that thumbs up man hit that thumbs up we need all the support that we can certainly get we just want to continue to grow our power ranger and super uh, super sentai community it seems as though it's working because we're beginning a ton of people here um joining us live on a week-to-week -week basis and we want that to continue to grow uh, we could only do that with your guys' support so thank you very much each and every week guys i really do appreciate that <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Hey, Syrian, Mr. Porter. What's up, Mr. Porter? What's up, Mr. Porter? Good to see you for sure. Okay, here we go. Not Ultra says the premise of the Rangers trying to get out of nineteens and trying to get out of the nineteen nineties is very meta um, because that is what we all want out of the franchise. Just move on from the nineties. <laughs> Um, Zachary says, uh, that's the past, Mr. Porter. Not every, oh, well then, uh, let me see. Um, okay. So where did, let me try and see if I can figure this out. Where did, I feel like Mr. Porter said something. I might've missed it. Oh, Mr. Porter says, well, the, well, they learned nothing from the public reaction from 2017. Um, Uh, Zachary says that's the past. Not every beginning to a franchise is successful. Some failures uh, to become successful. Um, Mr. Porter, the general public were unhappy with how dark it was, and it looks like they're making it dark again. Not every franchise needs to be dark. Uh, there's no assumption that it's being it's going to be dark, Mr. Porter. Just because of the fact that the gentleman that's directing a television show on Netflix that is dark doesn't mean that it's going to translate to the concept of being dark. Um, it because the fact that he's not the writer for that particular show, um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be going into any sort of sort of dark direction whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I I I, I would I'm not necessarily going to agree with that. That that's the direction that they're going with it. Um, uh, you know, I, I mean, goodness, the, the writer that they're getting has just just wrote Peter Rabbit, too. 
<laughs> so I don't know anything about how dark Peter Rabbit 2 is going to be. Um, but I'm not going to assume that just because the director is attached to something dark, uh, that that's the route that they're certainly going. No, I just think that they probably like the way that he handles not only teenagers, but uh, material and things like that. So uh, we'll definitely have to see how that winds up turning itself out, though. But I wouldn't be under the assumption that it's going to be dark. Tony Robinson says the premise of this movie sounds interesting. Um, Ultra Man says, if you saw the 1995 movie, Adam, you should see it again to prepare for this movie. Uh, I mean, I probably will rewatch it again, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, just because they're going back to the 90s, I don't know. Like, I I'm, I hope they don't have the same costumes, although I didn't mind the costumes. I actually really enjoyed the costumes back from the 1995 movie. I actually enjoy them better than I do the uh, the 2017 version of the film, but that's just me, per se. Um but yeah, I'm going to watch it regardless. I'll probably watch both of them to kind of get ready for this upcoming film. Uh, Zachary says, I didn't know that there was a PR movie confirmation until yesterday. Japanime, Ranger Liz, George Jr., and Deoxy36 uh, 360 covered it. Uh, was waiting for you to respond, Adam. Uh, hey, this is me responding, man. <laughs> you know, listen, I, I do my stuff on Saturdays when I can. You know, I like to try and keep all my stuff together uh, in one weekly show for you guys, if at all possible. Um, so, yeah, I'm, and I'm pretty sure on, on my Twitter feed, I did go ahead and make a mention of it. Um, I did say that it was an interesting premise. Um, something that definitely has me intrigued. Um, I wasn't over the moon about it, but I, again, for me, I, I'm going to have to see a little bit more stuff before I can get overly uh, excited for the film, but I'm at least glad that we're getting ourselves another Power Ranger film. Again, I, I was expecting it to be uh, later than certainly what it was, but uh, I, you know, if they want to go ahead and try and pull it off uh, again that close to what we just got in 2017, hey, the more the merrier um, to each their own. So I, hopefully they'll pull it off um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Turbo Studio says, if I had to guess, it sounds like the plot might revolve around five new Power Rangers going back to the 90s and meeting the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers played by new actors, of course. Um, that would be fascinating. I was kind of thinking the same thing, Turbo, in regard. But the only thing I would have an issue with is like, I don't really know if I would want my Morty my MMPR Rangers recast. Um, granted, I mean, grant, look, granted, you, you probably can't take, you, there's no way you're taking the original cast. There's no way. Um, so I, I, I am intrigued at the idea of them going back to the nineties, how that's certainly going to play itself out. Like, how did you not bump into the original MMPR group? You know what I mean? Um, so I'm wondering what's happened for them to have to go back to the past. What's changed? Who's changed it? Uh, and what do they have to do in order to kind of get back to their current present time? And specifically, when they go back to their present time, do they still have their abilities, right? Or are we now going to be having Mighty Morphin Power Rangers sort of theme uh, in present day? So I, I will be interested to kind of see how they pull it off. There's still a lot of question marks as to what they can certainly do with the pot potential plot for this. Uh, RGD says, are these crisis episodes a ratings graph for other shows that might be getting uh, low? Uh, no, sir, not at all. No, um, the uh, producers uh, talked about the idea that when it comes to crisis, they um, after they did last year's Elseworlds, um, they were offered the opportunity to do crisis. And so ever since last year, when they were working on the previous crossover, um, they already had crisis in mind. So it has nothing to do with low ratings. Um, Doomsday says, what if this new team of Rangers actually was all kids? Hey, I, I, I mean, 
at least within the high school range. Um, I'm perfectly okay if you get kids that are of high school age range to do this. Um, I would be perfectly okay with that, honestly. Probably towards the younger side of things. Um, I mean, look, actors nowadays, some actors, they, you know, they're 20. They may look like they're 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, you probably could pull it off with somebody in their early 20s, uh, perhaps still if they have that face for somebody that's younger. Right. I mean, look at Tom Holland. Right. I think he's probably in his early 20s um, and he looks like he's 12. So um, you don't necessarily need kids, but it would be cool if uh, if they actually got kids that were, you know, kids that were, in fact, at least high school age. Uh, Zachary says, I'd love for the movie to not be MMPR. I'd like to see Zio. That's just me. Uh, and it's definitely a possibility. Um, look, I, you know, a lot of things, a, a lot of series definitely encompass the 1990s time period for Power Rangers. So it certainly could be uh, any one of those. Um, you know, I, I just think when it comes to the 1990s, uh, people just automatically uh, connected to MMPR for the most part. Um, but I would be perfectly okay if it was in fact Zio and them doing something significantly different. You know, honestly, I, I would, I would, opt, I would honestly love it if it was one of those things where not a continuation of the story, um, uh, from the movies, but, um, didn't they, didn't they introduce the concept of Zeo crystals, like in the very, in the intro for the 2017 film. So I feel like you could probably still use the concept of Zeo crystals because of the fact that it's been introduced into previous movies before. Um, you know, maybe that's what's happened with the 1990s. Maybe that's why they have to be brought back in, right? Maybe something has happened to the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger team. Uh, and so they do need a new, uh, new group of Rangers in order to go ahead and maybe stop what happens in the 1990s. Maybe the, the effects of, uh, what happened in the 1990s has affected their current timeline um, because maybe something happened to the Power Rangers. Maybe they weren't able to save the day or whatever the case may be. Uh, and in order to kind of change history or change time, maybe they wind up bringing these kids in to get new powers like Zeo or whatever the case may be, move that story along a little bit uh, and have a huge effect on the future going forward. I, I would be completely okay with that. Again, it's Again, it's a premise. It's a premise, and I think we have to also understand that it, the movie's not coming out to 2021 or 2022, so a lot of stuff can certainly change in the in the uh, in the draft room in the script. We just can't have expectations for a film already based off of a premise that we have, right? Of 1990s kids, you know, kids go back to the 90s and they have to get back home to present. That's literally all we have to go off on. So, um, so you're right, Zachary, that it, it could be Zeo for all we know, right? We, we don't really know where the story is certainly going yet. Um, we just, it's, it's really a wait and see. And us as fans, we just have to be kind of like water. You know what I mean? As Bruce Lee would say, like water, be fluid, be, you know, go with the flow, go with the motion of things, uh, and see really what transpires once we start getting more and more, uh, information out there. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sailor says, I wonder who will be cast for this uh, if it's not the original five from the 2017 film. Um, that's a good question. I will be fascinated with casting. Again, guys, uh, I did do a fantasy casting for a Power Rangers reboot video. Um, I did put, post this uh, several months ago. Uh, once we get done with this particular uh, live show, though, I will go ahead and put the link in the description box below for you guys. So if you're fascinated to kind of see what some of my particular casting choices would certainly be, definitely go ahead 
ahead and check them out. Again, those are just my casting choices. I don't know if Paramount can afford some of these people. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if they would if they would even fit in these particular roles. I don't know what Paramount is looking for when it comes to these new kids. Um, so it could be completely different for all I know. But um, I just had a little bit of fun with my fantasy casting. So, I, you know, I definitely would love to know what, who, who you guys think should certainly be some of these characters. And for me, I kind of I kind of feel like if we're taking kids from the present and taking them back to the 90s, that we're not going to be repeating, um, oh, these five kids just happen to be named Jason, Zach, Trini, Billy, and Kimberly. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we might actually get introduced to the concept of brand new characters that are picking up the mantle of the Power Rangers. And for that, I, I that sounds fresh and new for me. And I would be completely okay with that if that's the right direction they went down. Um, the, uh, the A Games 10 says, I was questioned last night. Um, are they talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers going back in time or a new team of Rangers or maybe one of the past team of Rangers? See, that's a good question. I, again, and I think I just I think I just answered your question, the A Games. I'm kind of under the impression that they are, in fact, taking a new kids um, because it does say kids. It does say kids, right? Taking kids to the 90s so i'm not going to assume that it's the original mighty Morphin power rangers going uh back in time uh if anything i would almost assume that it's a new group of rangers that we've never been introduced to before that are maybe going back and um going back into time but i could be wrong again that's just it's just an assumption that's at this point everything is, is an assumption you know what i mean until we get further details uh, not Ultra says, I hope the movie won't be too nostalgic heavy because I'm just so sick of the nostalgia. The nostalgia needs to be f just needs to go for a while until it gets exciting again. Hopefully a modern style MMPR, please. Well, I can almost tell you not Ultra. I feel like nostalgia will, in fact, take a take a <laughs> um, will, in fact, have some role to play in it. Now, whether or not it's going to be a huge part to play in it will will be will be different because uh, prime example. We just had a Wonder Woman 1984 movie pop-up a uh, trailer pop-up right that movie basically takes place in the 80s that's a nostalgia aspect of it right take transporting us back to the 80s like oh look at all those bright colors oh man you remember those malls remember the remember those clothes fanny packs what right there is there is a, a nostalgia factor that anytime you go back to a time period especially a time period that people were very fond of it they'll always it'll always be a nostalgia factor i'm pretty sure they'll go back to the 90s and we'll be like oh man i can't believe that we wore those clothes back in the 90s what were we thinking you know what i mean so i think it's definitely going to be there if anything i think for me it would just be i guess i i would almost say not ultra to kind of twist your question around or your comment it would not so much the nostalgia factor that would be an issue i think it would be the fan service right like when they do go back to the 90s right are we going to see ernie's juice bar are they gonna be like, hey guys, look, that's that's Ernie's juice bar. Hey guys, listen, that's the that's that's where uh, Tommy and Jason train. Hey guys, look, that's where their locker rooms. Like, if it's gonna be all of that, then it could probably take us out of there, out of the film a little bit, right? I don't have a problem with fan service if it's done properly, but if we're just going back to the '90s just for fan service, then it certainly could be. Um, just handled completely wrong so they do have to be careful with it i will agree with you there not ultra that they do have to be very careful with something like that to where it, they don't lose focus of the story that they want to tell it's it's great to have throwbacks but if if that's if that's the main focus of it 
then that's certainly going to be a worry. So we'll have to see. We'll have to give them the opportunity to, ch to again, we have to give them the opportunity to tell the story that they want to tell and not assume that that's what we're going to be getting. So uh, hopefully uh, Paramount uh, will be um, very easy on the fan service, um, if anything. Um, DHR2 says, I would love to have Travis Knight direct Power Rangers as far as animations goes when it comes to the Zords. I agree with you. DHR. Um, if you were to tell me Travis Knight was coming on to direct Power Rangers, boom, sign me up, man. Um, considering the fact that you can clearly tell that his 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 work in animation translated so beautifully over to the Autobots and Bumblebee and things like that, right? To be able to, in your mind, create clay animation and the movements and be able to shoot them and there, there is a whole creative process to visually being able to see what you want and putting it on screen, right? And so the fact that he's been able to do that for years in animation and be able to put it on the big screen with something like Bumblebee, it was it was tremendous. It, it was just beautiful and gorgeous to watch. Um, so I, I would love if he was eventually attached to anything Power Rangers related, honestly. Heck, if Power Mount wants to call him in like, hey, Travis, listen, we've got this director here and Jonathan Entwistle. And he, um, you know, he maybe needs some help in direction when it comes to these Zord battles. Can you maybe come in and, and just kind of give him some some helpful hints, or maybe you know go through storyboard motions with him, or you know maybe create some clay animation so we can kind of visually see the Zords that we kind of want. You know what I mean? If they if they can bring Travis Knight in as just a, a consultant for Jonathan and Whistle. Then I'm completely on board with it. I honestly am. Um, but who knows? We'll see if he eventually gets attached to anything like that. Travis Knight, I think, is going to go on to do some really great things, honestly. Uh, JB says, what says, I'm hoping they can effectively pull this off. I wonder if it's a new team chasing a villain back in time, like when Masterville turned the Rangers into kids. That would be interesting. That would be interesting to kind of see how that turns out, if it's going to turn itself out to be like a, a chase through time for this particular villain. Um, who is the villain, right? Is it Zed? Is it the Machine Empire? Is it is it Rita still? Who certainly knows? I'm uh, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of pumped. Is it Lord Draken? I mean, who knows? Uh, Doomsday says, I'm starting to get vibes of Time Force, SPD, and Hyperforce. Yeah, maybe they'll dabble a little bit into uh, a little bit of all those. I kind of I kind of dig that concept, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Shadow Nova Productions. What's up, Shadow Nova? Thanks for popping in, man. He says, um, I'm okay with the plot of the movie. Uh, it would be so cool if the Rangers from today are like the kids in the 90s, and they go to the past and meet their parents. <laughs> yes, I could just see you. I could just see you. Um, a Marty McFly moment uh, happening again, meeting his mom. <laughs> I could just see that happening all over again. Uh, I, look, the prep, like, again, it always worries me anytime anybody says, hey, we're doing a time travel movie, guys. Okay, okay. Because I just feel like sometimes time travel movies just are not done justice. So when it comes to time travel, I, I hope they certainly do it right. But make no mistake, there certainly can be a lot of fun when it comes to 
when it comes to time travel, especially if it's handled well. So the idea of uh, the Rangers from today are kids in the 90s. Like if they go back, maybe they are turned back into kids and then go to the past and kind of meet their parent. That would be interesting to me. Like not necessarily trans like tra transforming the kids, but them going back and like seeing their parents and things like that. That would be rather fascinating. But it would also bring up the question of who are the Rangers of today, right? Who Like what Ranger team do you have that's certainly still out there protecting the world as of today that wind up getting transported back to the 90s and the, the, the possibilities really are endless and it can be a lot of it a lot of fun um you just have to certainly handle it correctly uh tony robinson says i wouldn't mind seeing rita and zed introduced at the same time um at this point uh, yeah i wouldn't mind that but if i had to pick i would say give me a give me zed um i feel like you know we, we've done rita um, which was done in my eyes really fantastically well by Elizabeth Banks in the 2017 version. But man, I would love to see Lord Zed on the big screen. Can you imagine that? Um, their version of Lord Zed in motion picture. Ugh, please, please give me that. Uh, Doomsday says the Pterodon Zord in 2017 movie looked like a jet plane than a pterodactyl. Yeah, half of those Zords didn't look like their uh, their dinosaur counterpart, uh, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and this is going, I, I'm assuming this is the time when I went on my little bit of a rant of the um, issues that I had with the 2017. He says, if they do putties again, make them look like scary rock monsters. Please, Tony, I don't want to see scary rock monsters. Like, I'd rather get the, I'd rather get the freaking, I'd rather get those dummy, those dummy putties. Listen, you know, I didn't mind the scary rock monsters, honestly. I just wanted more damn fighting. I really wanted more fighting, so... You know, I honestly wish that they just they just went more practical. Um, I am I hope that they don't depend so heavily on CG. I rather just see a bunch of practical fighters going up against some of these Rangers. Honestly, <laughs> JB says what says I hated Goldar also. So he was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you whatsoever. Uh, not ultra says being cautiously optimistic is a good feeling to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's, you know, it, it's it's cool to be excited for a new Power Rangers movie, you know, but it's okay to also be cautiously excited for one, right? I mean, we're getting another Power Ranger movies, guys. We're getting another one that's going to be in movie theaters. You know, how many opportunities have we had to kind of say that just twice before in our lifetime? So the fact that we're getting another one, that certainly gets me excited. Um, the premise sounds interesting to me. Uh, it really is going to become about the execution, and that's where the cautiously certainly comes in, right? So definitely cautiously optimistic. That's a fantastic way of putting it, not ultra for sure. <laughs> Austin, the Austin, the Terminator. Uh, why do we keep getting holiday episodes in Power Rangers every now with uh, even now with Hasbro? Um, is it the writers or Nickelodeon's policy? No other season had frequently holiday episodes. Disney era, but not actual, but not the actual title. Uh, oh, I'm assuming. Oh, I see what he's saying. Um, you know, I really don't know about that, Austin. I don't know who. Uh, makes that decision to go ahead and have writers. I mean, listen, you know, every show that I watch, I feel like every show that I watch, especially on, on especially CW, they do it a lot. They have holiday episodes, you know, but they, they're just used 
significantly different, right? Like it's the the holiday is just a time in that episode, right? It's it's they still have their everyday normal kind of episodes telling their storylines, continued character growth, uh, growth and sort of development. But it does come down to the idea of like it just flows. It's just an everyday episode with Thanksgiving as the background, right? And you know, and every week sort of episode with a Christmas background involved. Whereas when it comes to Power Rangers, it feels very much this is Halloween, this is Christmas, and here are our recaps with very minimal sort of storytelling. And I and I wish, and I, I do wish, and I, maybe that's maybe that is on the writers. Um, and and with Hasbro, I'm not going to blame Hasbro for it simply because of the fact like this is their first season, right? I'm pretty sure hope I'm I'm hoping that as each season goes by, Hasbro will get more and more confident to do things on their own. Um and and, and kind of depart from ways that have been done in the past. And so the, the one thing that I would love, I would love these writers to do is like I get that it's a Halloween episode and I get that it's a Christmas ho- episode, but you can still utilize those as actual episodes guys you know tell the stories that you certainly want to tell you know like the halloween i felt was done really really well it didn't feel very much like a uh a um a recap episode it, it, it was fun it was different you still felt like it kind of progressed the storyline just a little bit maybe the christmas one is just a little bit different just because of the fact that it is coming after sort of the season finale right you've kind of wrapped things up so this was as recap episode as you can possibly get i mean maybe even move the concept of the christmas episode like two weeks earlier right um at the very beginning of december or um you know well I don't know how they would do that, but and just incorporate it into the episode itself. But we'll see. We'll see if they wind up changing. We'll see. Oh, and speaking of today's episode, the one thing that I did forget to mention, um, Devin did mention that the Zords were back and functional, right? After their fight with um, Evox in the Cyber Dimension in the season finale, we did see them kind of get destroyed and kind of torn asunder, kind of torn apart. Um, But Devin did make the idea in the case that, hey, the Zords are up and running again. So that was a nice little tidbit of information they dropped in there. All right, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to our live viewer questions, guys. Um, So for those of you who don't know, if you are kind of curious as to how to usually go about submitting your live viewer questions, uh, well, every day before we go live on A Plus More Phenomenal, usually the day before, I'll go ahead and throw out a post on our YouTube community page. If you go to our YouTube community page, there is an A plus more phenomenal post where you can submit your viewer questions. Uh, I usually try and have a max of at least three questions. uh, No more than that. I'm actually might wind up moving that down to two questions uh, just because we are starting to get a lot more posts and things like that. Um, But if you ever want to make sure that your your question does get answered live, on this episode uh, or on these episodes, go over to our YouTube community, submit your question, usually the day or that morning of the episode, uh, and you will definitely be guaranteed your question to be answered. There's just a, we get a lot of comments that come through the live chat, and so sometimes I jump over some things, um, so I might miss things from time to time. 
So yeah, the YouTube uh, community page is a, a fantastic way to make sure that your stuff gets answered. Uh, so let me go ahead over to our community tab, see what we've got here. Let's so say we've got seven, uh, 11 people that have in fact posted over there. Uh, so let's let's knock these out, guys. Not Ultra. Thank you very much, Not Ultra, for the question this week. Uh, would you be upset if Power Rangers goes animated and gets replaced by the live action? Um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if Power Rangers goes animated. I really would like to kind of see that. I'm wondering if you meant. And they replaced live action because we already have live action. So it can't really be replaced. Live action can't really replace the animation. <clears throat> so I think you probably mean would I get upset if Power Rangers goes animated and replaces live action. I, I probably would be upset if it replaced live action. I probably would. But I don't think you need to. I, I, I don't think it's an, uh, an either or. I think it's an and. I think you can Power Rangers animated and live action. I don't think it has to be either or. But if it became a situation of either or and they said, hey, guys, we're not doing live action, just animated. No, no, no. I want, I want my live action, too. I really do. But I do want Power Rangers animated. I would love to see it eventually. Um, JB says, what says, um, how do you think it'll work in the new movie with them traveling in time? Um, man, that's, that's a, that's a loaded question, JB. Um, you know, pretty much. So again, I think my premise right now is the idea of us taking kids from modern time. Um, I don't think they're Rangers now. Um, I, if anything, if I had to guess, I wouldn't think they're current Rangers. I, I think it would be a new, a new group of teenagers with attitude in a sense. Um, they get transported back into the 90s because they're like the new hope. Uh, if I had to assume, maybe the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger team, um, something terrible has happened to them. Um, maybe those particular actions of, uh, of what happened with them has altered or changed history significantly. And maybe these Rangers need to, these new kids need to help kind of fix the timeline or, or get things right. Uh, and then having to not only do that, but also work on getting back to their own life as well. Who knows if they do change time back in the nineties, maybe they come back to a completely different world, uh, of their own. And that would definitely open up just a world of possibilities of where you can go, um, um, but I, I do think that a time traveling can be a hit or miss. You know, if you're going to mess around with time traveling, it definitely can be hit or miss. But if it's a hit, um, you can have a lot of fun with it for sure. Um, so thank you, JB. I appreciate the question, man. Uh, Johnny Marrero. What's up, Johnny? Put him in a body bag, Johnny. Yeah. What's up, Johnny? Um, uh, are you excited about the new Power Ranger reboot? And um, what would you want to see happen? Um, well, I, I am. I, I am. I am excited, but optimistically. What did he say? Cautiously optimistic. It's not ultra, certainly put it right. Um, certainly going to go ahead and give this uh, time to breathe and certainly to develop and things like that. But I'm at least glad that we're getting ourselves a Power Ranger movie. Um, you know, listen. Did I want a sequel? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a sequel, right? I mean, God, we were about to get teased with Tommy Oliver, man. We were about to get, we got teased with Tommy Oliver at the very end of it. So I would have liked to have seen where it went. You know, I honestly thought that the 2017 film was pretty solid. Um, and I honestly would have liked to have seen it had of a sequel. But unfortunately, just the box office um, didn't agree whatsoever. So unfortunately, we didn't get one. So I am excited that we're at least getting a new Power Rangers movie uh, in general. Um, and you also asked, how long do you think the upcoming Beast Morphers Dino team up will be? Two parter, one hour series, or a three parter? 
see, ah. let me say this. Let me, let me answer this question until I see different, until I see different, um, I think it'll turn out to be just like every other team up that we've had as in one episode, but I thought the 25th anniversary special was, it was one episode, but I, I, I thought that they actually had filmed more than what they actually showed us. Cause I thought that special was actually supposed to be longer than what it was. I'm not going to say an hour special. I, so I, look, I'm going to be honest. I, I think it's just going to be one episode. I think it's just going to be one episode length until I see different until I see different. Uh, Cause this is Hasbro. So if Hasbro wants to do things differently, I would be perfectly okay with like 45 minutes or an hour special or like a two-parter if you're going to do that. Um, I just would like if we're just going to get one episode, please make it an extended episode or at least a two-parter is, is how I would certainly like to see it. So to answer your question, if I had my way, an extended one episode or at least a two-parter. But if I had to put my money on it until I see differently, I think it'll just be just one regular episode. Um, but thank you, Johnny. I appreciate it, man. Jessica Friedman coming through with the questions as always. If you could pick a season of Power Rangers to become a movie, which would you pick? Um, in space. In space. Um, I feel like it would be great to have a sci-fi space adventure for a change. Um, look, I, I'm a sucker for Star Wars and the galaxy far, far away. Um, and I, I do love me a good sort of space adventure. Um, you know, I would say Time Force, but considering the fact that we're already having a time travel concept of a film being made by Power Rangers, maybe not necessarily so much. Um, so uh, give me in space. I would love to see in space. Um, and then you says, and during season two, would you like to meet Devin's mom, Zoe's dad, Ravi's dad, and Nate's parents? And would you like to see Blaze and Roxy become Rangers in season two? Um, I think Blaze and Roxy have bigger plans in season two. I don't believe that they'll become Rangers, but that's just me. Would I like to see them? Yeah, but I don't think that's what where they're gonna where they're gonna go with it. But who knows? I feel like when I tried to predict things for Beast Morphers, they just went complete left field and surprised and shocked me. Um, so who knows what they do here? Um, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily want to see everybody's complete opposite parents. You know what I mean? That feels like that's a little bit too on the nose for me. But certain people I would like to see, Nate's parents or at least Nate's relatives, I would like to see. And I would be. I'm kind of on the impression that Devin's mom is not around. Um, Just I don't know why I get that impression. But if anything, if I had to pick, I would say Nate's parents. Or at least some sort of relative of Nate's. Um, isn't there Aunt Regina that's supposed to be popping up? I don't think she popped up this season. Um, but Aunt Regina is supposed to be popping up in here somewhere. Um, so thank you, Jessica. I appreciate the question. Um, Zachary. Zachary says, with Real Soldier wrapping up, do you think the non-Red members should have had specific soul armor before Max Real Soul arrived? Example, Asuna with Pacquiao. Yes, I do. Um... I honestly thought that that's the route that they were going to go um, because certain characters. Uh, 
so to answer your question, yes, I do think I do think so. Um, it is one of those things, but sometimes it is a little bit annoying to see like Co use all of them. But I feel like for the most part, people have a couple of members have sort of dabbled in a little bit. I don't want to say a little bit of everything, but like the Pakiogaru, I feel like I've seen a couple of the Rangers use it already. Some of the real soldiers use that. So that I've definitely enjoyed, but it would be nice to kind of see them have their own specific ones, to be quite honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that for sure. Uh, and then you also say, what would you like to see the next overall Boom Studios comic arc be? Man. Um, you know what? Alien Rangers. I want to see some Alien Rangers because that was such a small season um in regards to power rangers that i really do feel as though there's like a whole story that you can really mine from the alien rangers and that concept and things like that so if i had to put my money on it give me an alien rangers um uh comic book storyline in some capacity or another I, I would like to kind of see that explored Uh, let's see here. Uh, I love bacon and sushi because I refuse to call him sexy boy says uh, for dino, three questions for the first question for the dino team up. We know that the episode will most likely be a one parter due to how Nick airs PR. How do you think the crossover will pay off whatever storyline is in 22 minutes? I mean, that's the that's a million dollar question, right? Um, how much story can you actually tell within a 22 myriad? 22 minute period um i thought for the most part the the 25th anniversary kind of handled it well um uh, felt a little bit rushed. what i would say is if we are going to get one part i would like to maybe see the episode prior to that um or at least an episode or two maybe start throwing out nuggets of storylines um, concepts and ideas, right? Because I think before the 25th anniversary in Ninja Steel, we got to see the, the, the three cloaked figures, like either the episode before or like two episodes before, whatever the case may be, right? So they kind of hinted at that. Um, or maybe it was a few episodes even prior to that. They kind of hinted at the idea that, um, or, or at least by the time we get to the 25th anniversary, they've already included that storyline in the season itself, right? So you didn't have to backtrack to any of that because oh, we had already seen them before. So that's a lot of storyline that you immediately erase that you don't have to fit into the 22 minutes. So if there are elements to the crossover event that they can start pl plugging into season two before you get to that point, then I'm perfectly okay with that. Th then I think that you could probably have a really great payoff because then a lot of your focus is just on those, that 22 minutes instead of having to necessarily build things up. So maybe the episode prior or the two episodes prior start building up and, and leaving threads here and there um, to when you get to the crossover event, boom, you can you you can get into it. Um. Um, question two, if Ethan does return to Beast Morpher, since we saw his suit in the trailer in the original footage, how do you think he got his powers back? Uh, maybe he asked Tommy to make him a new Morpher that works without a Dino Gem or asked Gia for the, uh, I, I mean, I, have they even answered the master, the master, uh, the master Morpher yet? Um, 
uh, in the television series. I don't know if they've even answered that yet. So they 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 may not. Uh, I you know they may not answer any of these questions. They may just be like, hey, boom, they're back, right? They're back. How they got their power? We can't tell you. But boom, guess what? They're back. Um, so I don't even know if they would even focus on that. To be quite honest with you, man. Um, three says, do you think the timeline of Beast Morphers is in 2019? Nothing looks futuristic or even near SPD anyway. Um, if I had to guess, I would say like 2025 or like 2024, maybe like five years into the future, right? Because it's like the near future, it says, right? So, um, yeah, I, so yeah, I would say like 2024, perhaps. Uh, Austin the Terminator. Um, in the dino crossover, if Amy Joe and David return as Kimberly and Billy, perhaps they knew Tommy became a ranger again decades later or asked them to create. Perhaps when Rocky told him, told them that Tommy made him a new morpher during the 25th anniversary. Definitely possible. Definitely possible. Um, so awesome that uh, St. John, uh, Austin St. John, a.k.a. Jason, the original Red Ranger, is coming back for Beast Morphers. Do you think he finally chose to come back now that Hasbro's in control of the franchise, not just because Go Busters Dino team up? Um, so it makes sense to bring him back uh, since Steve Cardenas already came back last year as the Red Ranger? No, I think if anything, because back in 2014 when Austin came back, um, I remember interviewing him when I was at Alamo City Comic Con. Um, and I think he even meant, might even talked about this in... Uh, a convention back in 2014 over at Comic Palooza about why he was coming, why he was coming back. Because I, I thought I remember asking him specifically, like, you know, has has Saban approached you about possibly coming back now that you're back in action, so to speak, right? Has has Saban approached you? Have you talked with anybody about potentially um, making a return to the series? And what he what he told me back then was that that um, that they were in talks. That they were trying to figure out a way to maybe bring him back, um, seeing what kind of worked out um, for the both of them. Um, but nothing ever came to fruition. So uh, I'm just maybe under the impression that maybe either the money wasn't right at the time or maybe Saban just wasn't open that open to the idea of including him Um into some of their ideas that they had already. I, I just think back in 2014, nothing really came up that intrigued him that much. Um, but now fast forward a couple of years, you know, people behind the cameras and things like that have certainly changed um, to a certain extent. Right. I mean, the clearly some familiar faces that he's familiar with, but just the company overall has changed now that Hasbro is certainly um, in there. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. My dog was like coughing, loogie or whatever. Are you OK? You going to make it? You surviving? OK. Um, so I think it's just more or less a case of just timing. You know what I mean? Just the the timing is more perfect now than any. Um, and with them doing Beast Morphers, it's like, hey, look at this. Look what we could potentially do. And I think that just excited Austin. So uh, I think it's a little bit of everything, right? But because clearly they did talk back in 2014. They were trying to plan something. Things just didn't go through. And now another opportunity has kind of presented himself. So I don't think it's just because of Hasbro, though. Um, and you also say, we know that during season one finale of Beast Morphers, Mayor Daniel's hand was glowing purple. Do you think and would it be cool if in season two he does turn evil and Blaze and Roxy are evil again, but now as humans? That would be quite a story arc for Devin to fight against his father, who's perhaps being taken over. Similar to Trent and his father and Dino Thunder. That, listen, 
that would not surprise me. Um, Austin, you know, the one thing that we've, I, the one thing that I've been talking about is the idea that just because Blaze and Roxy are awake, don't sleep on them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is also part of their plan, right? We did see Roxy messing with the the life pods, and I don't think it was just simply to make them become unstable and kill their host, because that just wouldn't make any sense to me, right? If you know, I mean, granted, if you kill the host, you do in fact get to live. Uh, I'm sure that probably the avatars would still kind of just exist, but why not as a backup plan if anything happens to you that your body goes in, that your consciousness or whatever from these evil avatars go into their particular body. So I do, th I do think that we'll still get something with Blaze and Roxy, whether or not that's, that's what happens. I ha certainly have no idea, but with Mayor Daniel's hand glowing, I do feel like there are elements of Evox perhaps still alive um, or some type of whatever the virus might be that has in fact awakened. Who knows? Maybe this purple concept and this virus turns into be like the early stages of Vengex that's taking over Mayor Daniel's body. Maybe that's why we need Dr. K and them to kind of come back and help them out to kind of help maybe remove this virus to try and help save Mayor Daniel's life. Um, but that would be a cool concept. I, I Considering just how emotional the season finale was for both Devin and Mayor Daniels, to kind of see the idea of Mayor Daniels now turning evil, having some evil influences, and then having father going up against son or son now having to kind of take down his father or maybe talk him back to his normal self i would love it i honestly would love that idea austin so i'm almost keeping my fingers crossed that that's what we get but who certainly knows we'll have to see but thanks for the questions austin i appreciate it tony robinson's coming through says um what sentais do you want to see get adapted um pretty much just the top three right now tokyujer oh i'm sorry no 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 I would like to see Tokyo adapted, but I don't think it will. Um, so if anything, um, Zuoger, uh, Q Ranger, and um, I feel like the more and more I hear people talk about Real Soldier, that man, I almost feel like maybe that's a possibility. Um, but I would be okay with uh, with any of those, honestly. I, I I'm okay with anything being adapted at this point, to be honest with you. I don't know if I would want to do Lupin versus Pat Ranger, though. I don't necessarily know if I would want to do that. But the ones I named, yeah, I'd be perfectly okay with. Uh, do you think Mayor Daniels will be fighting Evox for control of his body? Yes, I do. I, I do think that will happen. Um, if Avatar Roxy takes control of Roxy's body, do you think she'll try to destroy the Rangers herself without Evox? More than likely, yeah. I have a feeling um, that that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Ultraman. Uh, hey, Adam, back on my Twitter page, um, at PuffyChoco1, um, I've been really impatient about Kira Major not revealed yet. To tell you the truth, I've been really, I've been very impatient about it because it's been two weeks since then, and since there's been no reveal, then I'm going to be disappointed that we have been stalled for way too long, and that is why I was impatient about Kira Major reveal because I didn't want to be stalled anymore. I'm really sorry for being impatient, but I just didn't want to be stalled anymore. So for my question, if you are impatient about being stalled for Kira Major for way too long, then how would you focus on something else while checking on social media? for anything from him for any news well first off i would say get off social media <laughs> uh, that would be my first thing um because i feel like if you're gonna be on social media that's all you're gonna refresh 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 just no um go off social media 
um, and just enjoy and do other things that you like, right? Like are there other television shows that you have to catch up on? Uh, maybe check some of those out, right? Whatever's going to kind of get your mind off of Kira Major um, in that uh, in that moment. Um, but yeah, I would just say stay off of social media as much as you can, because I feel like that will definitely just take you down that rabbit hole of continuing to be very impatient. Um, so like, like, Leo, like I said, at the, at the, at the, as we were wrapping up our news articles and stuff, yeah, it's just, listen, patience is a virtue, you know, not everybody certainly has patience. I know people are like, oh, people tell me I have patience all the time. I don't want to have patience. I get it. Trust me. I get it. But listen, as fans, we're certainly not entitled to know anything until, a property a franchise is ready to certainly reveal what they definitely have because guess what when they reveal it we're going to forget all about all the stuff that we had to wait for right our patience will have paid off because then we're going to be getting some of the information that we've been asking and begging for um it is just one of those things that look i am be honest with you there are plenty of times that i've seen leaks that happen where you get like these grainy ass pictures uh, halfway cocked like picture of a, uh, a magazine scan where you're like looking at stuff like when it's just not an official image and then when you get the official image you're like hey this looks uh, so much better than what i was just what i was just looking at so i think if anything i think it's just bandai wanting to make sure that hey we have a new series that we're trying to present maybe they have something in store we want to make sure that our fans are seeing it the way that it's meant to see it right because again leaks do not come from the company. They do not come from the studio. The studios would rather you not see the leaks whatsoever because it's not how they want it presented to you. So patience, my friend. Patience, Ultraman. It will come. It will come when it's ready. Um, trust me, I'm just as anxious. But uh, again, I think as as fans, I think what we have to learn is is patience. Um, you know, again, we're not entitled to know everything. We probably shouldn't know everything, to be honest with you. But we are a culture of, I want it now. Why can't I have this now? That's just that's just our culture. I do it. I'm sure a lot of people here do it. You know what I'm saying? That's just the mindset that we've we've kind of been trained um, into having where uh, I think we um, just think to I'm excited. I want to see it. It's going to happen. It's not it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's not like we're not going to see it until the show starts. You know what I mean? Um, we are going to see it. It may just be several weeks later than we expected. But it will be coming relatively early compared to the television show itself. So just breathe that ultra. And in the meantime, occupy yourself with a lot of other things, whether it be other television shows, other activities. If there's any hobbies that you like, go outside, be active a little bit, you know, just do other things uh, besides being on social media. Because uh, that stuff, it'll, what do the old people say? It'll rot your brain, kid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it, social media will rot your brain. Um, Doomsday. Um, says based on the newest info on the new Power Rangers movies, what do you think it'll be all about? Um, if anything, I'm kind of curious as to like what the who the villains are gonna be. I'm really I'm actually more fascinated to kind of see who the villains are gonna be. Um, but yeah, I, again, I I feel like it's gonna be if I had to make my assumption, super early guess before even seeing anything. Uh, again, I think maybe something happens to the MMPR team. Um. It causes uh, uh, something in the time stream or the timeline. They have to come back. Maybe a new, you know, whatever current teenagers in our time get pulled back there. And then we just kind of go from there. 
um, got to fix what's what's been damaged sort of thing. And I'll be interested to see if they get transported back to their time with the powers that they have. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Um, do you think we'll get some cameos in the PR movie seeing that the new Rangers are, are time travel to the 90s? If so, by who? Yeah, I do think that we probably will get some. Um, who would you get, though? Um, I would like to see, honestly, I would like to see Bulk and Skull come, um, have a cameo. Um, but just maybe like as a teacher or maybe as the, you know, if we do, if we do get a juice bar, right, maybe it's bulk, uh, or something, um, not, not bulk bulk, right. But like just the actor that plays bulk to be there. Um, uh, maybe the guy that plays like skull, maybe he'll be a, a teacher at the school or whatever, a police officer. Um, I, I, give me bulk and skull, honestly. Like if I, if I, if I had to say cameo, um, bulk and skull, because like we've already seen Tommy. Uh, we've already seen uh, Kimberly in the as a brief cameo in the 2017 film. I mean, it's almost hard for me to imagine JDF not in this movie in some capacity. But again, it, it would it would really depend on really what Hasbro and Paramount are trying to go for. Do they really want something fresh? If they want to do cameos, maybe not as recognizable to kind of take people out of the movie and the story that they're trying to tell, right? How how fresh and new are they really trying to get with this franchise? Um, so if, if it was me not wanting to take away, maybe like a Balkan Skull, I think would be a really cool cameo. But I would be kind of curious to know who you guys would like to see um, cameo in the upcoming film. Uh, and then what do you think the movie's color scheme will be? Um, I have a feeling it'll probably still be, hmm, that's a good question, actually. I mean, that I don't really know until I, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a brand new group of Rangers they're making or if we're taking like the Zeo colors um, or if we're taking Mighty Morphin Power Ranger colors again. I, I really don't know. That's a that's a hard one. If I had to guess, though, um, maybe sticking true to the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger colors, honestly, I don't think. that. Uh, yeah, if I, if I had to guess M MMPR colors for sure. Um, and then last question here of Matthew. Matthew says, so now that the Rangers have already rebuilt their Zords, do you think season two will, um, how, how do you think season two will start out? I asked, a, I asked because I kind of expected them to wait until season two to bring that up. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that honestly either, Matthew, to be honest with you. Um, like it really was a surprise to see Devin come in and be like, hey, the Zords are, are built again. You know, they're, they're back up and ready for action. So that certainly did surprise me. Um, so how do I think it'll start? I think it'll just start fresh and new. If anything, maybe all of our Rangers practicing, you know, uh, maybe going through some sort of training class, um, you know, maybe a new orientation or something like that. I, like, I, I really don't know. But uh, if anything, I think maybe just seeing all of our Power Rangers working together in some capacity is how they'll probably start out season two and then we'll open up just a whole new fresh um, kind of storyline, maybe with some remnants of connections from season one. I mean, clearly, look, you've got the Mayor Daniels and um, Evox thing, right? Maybe we start slowly seeing in episode one um, the toll that this um, energy is taking on Mayor Daniels uh, in the very first episode, uh, along with maybe s subtle hints of Blaze and Roxy maybe still being evil, um, but all of the Rangers certainly still sort of working together and training and trying to build not only the chemistry with each other, but their relationships and things like that. So, but I, I have a feeling it'll, it'll be a fresh start. 
but just a, a bold new direction for season two. So I, I'm excited to kind of see what they do manage to kind of come up with. Um, all right, guys. Awesome. That it will do it certainly for our uh, live chat. Uh, let me jump into this. Um, let me see if I can jump over to this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Those were the live questions. I'm going to jump into the live chat with you guys um, as we go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it looks like some of you guys are still talking about the Christmas special. Um, Zachary, Zachary, going to the um, the comic books a little bit here, says that uh, Ryan Parrott said that on Ranger Danger, the necessary necessary evil is now halfway done. Man, that's a well. I will say this. That's a long journey so far, right? I feel like for this being the halfway point, like they've gotten through a lot, a lot of information uh, and really have moved on um, with the storyline in a fantastic sort of manner. Uh, so if this is the halfway point, man, there's, there's still a lot more to come and I cannot wait. Zephyr says, um, time travel. Is that a TARDIS? Is that, is that a TARDIS, Zephyr? A TARDIS emoji? That's pretty awesome if that's what that is. Uh, time travel is crazy. Always has. Always will be. How Time Force pulled it off, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true that, man. True that, for sure. It is one of those things. I'm just like, it, it can be hit or miss, man. It could be hit or miss. Uh, Edward Sanders Productions says, I'm so happy that we're getting a new Power Rangers movie. Yeah, me too, man. I'm uh, I'm excited that we're actually getting another one on the big screen, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Mr. Porter says, uh, I think he said it was December. Oh, going to the real Matt Hunt in regards to Carrie Major news. Uh, Mr. Porter says, I think he said it was December 26th, the magazine release. However, it can take a few weeks for toy shops um, to leak the images. Um, so, yeah, that's what I said. But maybe within here in a, about a next week, week and a half or so, hopefully we'll wind up having something. Um, but trust me, when, when um, Bandai is ready to release it and for us to get glimpses of it, uh, we definitely will for sure. RGD says, will uh, Power Rangers stay on Hasbro uh, or move again? Nope, I'm pretty sure Hasbro will be keeping Power Rangers around for quite some time. Or hopefully, we'll see. Uh, but as far as I know, no. They, they literally just purchased it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing anything like that. Uh, Ultraman says, have you checked any? Have you checked anyone like Ranger Liz, Japanime, or any uh, or any of them like Chris Katana Force uh, or Master Win? Um, I've checked out some of Ranger Liz's stuff in uh, Japanime as well. Um, I haven't checked up on Japanime as much lately. I used to um, maybe last year or a couple years ago. I used to kind of watch a lot of his stuff. I've kind of fallen off. Um, nothing in regards to his content. I, I think he's fantastic at what he does. Uh, I just I just became so busy. It's hard to kind of keep up with other people's work. If that makes 
makes sense. Uh, and Ranger, Ranger Liz just keeps knocking it out of the park with everything that she's got on her plate, just in her life in general. She just continues to knock it out of the park. I can see why uh, Ranger, Liv is, Ranger Liz is as loved um, in the Power Ranger community as she certainly is. So, yeah, I, I do I do like watching some of this stuff. Uh, Chris Katana is so super creative, man. I, I He always makes me laugh. And, and some of the stuff that he wants, winds up doing in some of his videos. And he's just a creative force, to be quite honest with you. Clearly, he's really great at production when it comes to directing and things like that. I mean, he, he just puts together some fantastic, fantastic stuff. So I, I do like seeing a lot of all of them. Um, Mr. Wynn, um, I'm assuming you're Mr. Winnie Productions. Uh, his, his I don't. His, his I don't. Uh, I, I don't watch, uh, unfortunately. <clears throat> I've lost my jacket. Hey, I just came into the live stream. I can't believe they were booting again. I really wanted a sequel. Um, yeah, I can understand that. I love my jacket. I really wanted a sequel also. But it's been a minute, you know. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't make uh, enough money. Uh, it probably maybe broke even, maybe a little. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and look at the box office because something tells me it was like the budget was $100 million and it only came like it uh, – the box office like 142 million and then when you put on top of the 100 million like for marketing and things like that um having to pay theaters back uh for showing your movie in the first place um they probably they honestly they probably didn't even break even on that movie Yeah, there we go. Mr. Porter even clarifies it. Um, the 2017 film was an $18 million loss. So, yeah, the company just didn't make enough. I mean, I think there's a reason why we maybe didn't hear anything back from them after a while. Because I feel like it was maybe on the brink of seeing if they can go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Um, but, um, yeah, they decided, I'm assuming they just decided not to go ahead and do it. I mean, I don't blame them, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just um, money talks, unfortunately. Goku, what's up, Goku? The strongest in the world. Um, says I think it would be interesting to bring time travel to Power Rangers. Um, would you like the Rangers to already be established? Um, I want it to be PG thirteen. Um, I can probably see it being PG thirteen to be quite honest with you. Um, would you like the Rangers to already be established? That would be an interesting concept also, right? Um, because it just, like, it just says we're taking kids back to the 1990s. It doesn't say anything about the idea of whether or not these kids are technically already Rangers themselves, right? Um, I guess for me, I've kind of always been in the impression from the premise that it's, again, another situation of we need teenagers with attitudes. So Zordon just plucks them out and brings them back into time. Um but who knows? Maybe it is a team that's already established and this team needs to go back to the 90s to fix things um, uh, or get trapped back there um, and then have to work their way to kind of getting back home. Right. Like maybe they are facing off against a villain in this current time that actually throws them back into the 90s. And then their premise of this whole movie is trying to get back so they can stop this particular villain from destroying their own timeline or where they're currently at. Uh, and maybe the end of the movie shows them getting back and defeating the bad guy. So it, it certainly could be that way. I, I do like that concept as well, Goku. I think that's a fantastic concept um, already to have a team established, maybe facing somebody, get kicked back to the 90s, have to fight their way back, and then beat the beat the villain at the end. Uh, yeah, I would be open to that idea as well, Goku. So good idea. I like that. Um, 
Uh, Goku also says, I want the team line up to already include the Green Ranger, kind of like how they did uh, in the current comic series. Um, that would be fascinating, too, um, um, to, to have that kind of well-established. Again, we don't really know exactly what team we're going to be getting, what iteration we're going to be getting. Um, so it seems as though regardless if it's the Green Ranger, maybe you already want maybe that extra Ranger uh, already on board. So um, we'll have to see in time. Uh, Chris Brandon. What's up, Chris Brandon? Good to see you in here. Hey, what about Amy Jo Johnson herself? Hey, I'm okay with anything, Amy Jo Johnson, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm completely okay with that. Uh, the A Games 10 says, now that the Christmas episode of Beast Morphers has aired, I'm waiting for Hasbro to update the official um, Power Rangers site to add Beast Morphers on the TV shows page, at least for season one of Beast Morphers. I'm actually waiting for them to have they added um have they added it on No, see I don't I was going to say I wonder if they've added it on Netflix but probably not yet simply because of the fact that we did just get the Christmas special today. Um so if anything maybe I would assume maybe by the end of the new year maybe we'll get it on Beast Morphers. Um but hopefully they'll update the actual official Power Rangers site um honestly. So yeah, that that would be nice if they did update that. Ooh, Tony Robinson says Lord Zed voiced by Tony Todd would be dope. Yes. Yes. I uh I do I do like that. I do like that, man. I really do. Uh, Lupin Green. What's up, Lupin Green? Uh, he says, sup, going to have to watch it uh, when it uploads because I'm too late. Uh, just felt like popping in. Well, hey, I always appreciate you uh, popping in there, uh, Lupin Green, for sure. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, what about the putties as scary clay monsters? Um, um, I mean, I would be okay if we got rid of the putties. <laughs> you know, I mean, we saw them with the rock monster. Um, I feel like, like if we're going back to the 90s, though, we probably will see some f form of putties, perhaps. Um, uh, clay rock is fine with me. I, I, can, I For me, I almost would like to... I would like to go back to practical, but that's just me. I would like to go back to a practical suit. Like, can we just get like a hundred extras that know martial arts or something like that to fight up against our Rangers? I would love to see something like that. Uh, Mr. Porter says, from what I understand, they can't do animated Power Rangers due, the con due to the contract with Tau. Uh, well, yeah, well, if that's the case, then, Mr. Porter, yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, had, I hadn't heard that or read that, uh, but then again, I don't know what the contract between Hasbro and Tau uh, currently include. Um, but if that's what you read, then, yeah, that's, that could be one of the reasons. I, I have to do more research, but I, I don't know what the contract between Hasbro and Tau, uh, Tau is. Uh, I, I just want to say Tau uh, uh, actually includes, so we'll have to see. <laughs> Ultraman says, I think I saw your dog pass by earlier. Yeah, she likes to she'll cross across the screen every now and then. It's 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 her home too, so she pretty much has free reign. So yeah.
Uh, Chris Brandon says, how about the newest Sentai? Um, we haven't heard anything yet about Kira Major. We're still waiting on that at, at this particular point in time. Uh, Tony Robbins says, Adam, do you think Dr. K will create her own robot companions to help her around her lab when she sees that Nate created the beast bots and steal? Uh, I, I don't think so, because my thing would just be like, OK, so she she introduces herself uh, in beast, you know, in beast morphers. And then when she leaves, we're never going to see her again. <laughs> Probably, you know, it's not like she's going back so we can get brand new episodes of RPM. So we really won't even know if she created anything. So I, I, I don't. I really don't think anything about that right now because I, I don't see that ever happening. Uh, Austin the Terminator says, Adam, uh, I'm curious which Power Rangers season do you want to, uh, which Power Rangers season do you want to be mentors that isn't MMPR? Um, I would love to see Time Force, um, Jen and Wes, man. Um, I think that would make uh, fantastic mentors, honestly. A sexy, a sexy boy, uh, also known as I Love Bacon and Sushi, says, what would your new fantasy cast for the new Power Ranger movie? No Iggy Azalea. Um, yeah, I never had Iggy Azalea, first off, um, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Um, and then secondly, um, I'm not going to make a new fantasy cast. No, I just made this a couple months ago in between this transition of um, – um, us not getting the Power Ranger movie from Lionsgate and us like us knowing we're going to be getting one from Hasbro is when I decided to make that casting. So I made the fantasy casting knowing um, that Hasbro and Paramount would eventually go on to make a movie. So I'm not I'm not going to make another list. The list that I have is the list that I have uh, until they wind up giving us some casting news. Again, once we actually wrap this up, I'll go ahead and include the fantasy the fantasy video that I put in regards to my cast that I would love to see for Power Rangers. Um, but again, it's just my cast. You guys are more than welcome to throw out uh, your suggestions in that particular video as well. But uh, again, once we wrap this up, I'll go ahead and uh, put that put that down. Uh, and yes, um, I love bacon and sushi. Your um, uh, your live questions did make the stream. I did go ahead and get those. Uh, Doomsday says, I heard that it was confirmed that a uh, real soldier will have a total of 49 episodes. Can I be honest with you, Doomsday? Can I be honest with you? I don't want that many episodes of this series. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, you haven't done anything with, you, you've practically done nothing with 37 episodes. How much more of nothing are you going to do with 49 episodes? Um, so, you know, like for me, I was kind of hoping 46, maybe. 47, maybe. But 49 got like for what? For what? That, that's that that surprises me, honestly. It really does surprise me. Um, Austin says, when do you think Hasbro will move Power Rangers off of Nickelodeon to a different network or platform that actually respects the show? No more hiatuses and forced comedy. Um, that is writer since um Samurai. <sighs> that's a good question. Um let me see. So this season go next season goes all the way out to what? 20, 2020. When is, when is next season and end of 2020? Um, I don't know what their contract is like to be honest with you. Uh, I'm kind of curious now as to how long their contract with 
Tau is. I thought they did an extension to 2021, maybe. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I mean, if I'm Hasbro, I'm like, can we can we get out of here quick? Well, ha look, I'm going to say this, okay? You know, as much as I crap on Nickelodeon for having just terrible marketing and promoting when it comes to Power Rangers, you know, as much as I say it would be great if Power Rangers went to Netflix, a newsflash. I, I'm just starting to realize this newsflash. Netflix sucks with their promotions, too. Um, they do not market half the stuff that's on their freaking channel. I mean, on their on their streaming services, as many times as I open it up and see what's new. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they had this. I didn't know this was coming. I didn't know this was coming. I didn't know this was coming. I mean, they do have like a coming soon feature now on Netflix. But I feel like I don't really see a lot of marketing from it. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I don't know where they can go at this point. You know, um, I just any place that's going to promote it, I, I, I'll take at this point. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and Mr. Porter says contract is until 2021 with Nick. Yeah, that's why I was trying to figure out. I couldn't remember. I was like, is it 2021? I feel like it's 2021. Um, so maybe maybe by that time they'll uh, they'll they'll figure something else out. Uh, Mr. Port also says, with a toy listing leaks for Kara Major, which may or may not be true, but if they are, uh, I really want a Carrier Zord this year. Yeah, Carrier Zord would be pretty dope, honestly. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned a Carrier Zord because I, I had the the pop figure of the the uh, Ultra Dragon Zord, the Ultra Zord from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where it's got Titana, Titanus, uh, and then it's got the Megazord on top of it with the Dragon Zord like top and the pieces to it. Um, I do love me a great Carrier Zord. I, I truly do. Um, so, yeah, I hope we get one for sure. But, yeah, the, the, the Kara Major toy listings are interesting. Uh, it seems like a lot of their mechs are uh, combinations between, like, vehicles and actual animals and things like that or, like, beasts and animals. Um, so I kind of I like the, the mixture um, that we could potentially be getting there. But, um, yeah, other than that, guys, I think that's definitely going to wrap it up here for our uh, weekly episode of A Plus More Phenomenal now that we've gotten a lot of the, um, the, the questions and things like that out of the way. Um, but, guys, listen. As a Power Ranger fan, I'm very, very happy. I, I truly am. I think we're getting some amazing content, whether it be in the comic book realm, whether it be for the live action and television, and now in the future when it comes to movies. Um, I, I really would like to kind of... I, I really would like to just say I'm really happy to be a Power Ranger fan right now because I think we're just getting so much goodness that's coming out of all this uh, with um, Hasbro uh, purchasing the franchise. And honestly, considering the fact that this is what its first year um, having it under their belt, I mean... I honestly couldn't say um, better things for it. And it's one of those things that if if we're pleased with what we've gotten now, uh, imagine what Hasbro could potentially do with this um, this franchise within the next two, three years down the road sort of thing. Even in the even in the toy department when it comes to Lightning Collection and all the other pieces and things like that. So it's a fantastic time to be a Power Ranger. So again, guys, just to wrap things up, when it comes to Kara Major News, guys, 
patience. Patience is the key, my friends. Let's 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 uh, preach patience to everybody. Uh, when it comes to the television show, I'm I love the way everything's kind of wrapped up. I'm super eager for season two, and of course, when it comes to the movie, I, I'm cautiously optimistic for sure. I'm thrilled that we're certainly getting ourselves a new film. The pre the premise certainly sounds interesting. I'm certainly going to give this movie an opportunity and a chance to continue to get my excitement level up. Um, but I'm just thrilled that we're getting ourselves another Power Ranger film. But guys, as always, these are just my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. So if you are still in the live chat, leave your thoughts. If you're watching us after the live stream, leave your thoughts in the comment section box below. And fear not, um, next week, just a heads up, next week for everybody, um, it is getting around that holiday time. Uh, I am going to be leaving for Georgia um, to visit my family that Friday the 20th. So next Friday, I'm flying out of town to go ahead and visit with my family. I won't be back until Christmas. Um, now, I know my, my folks, they do have a laptop and a webcam and things like that and a mic. So I might try and see if anything, um, if I can... And maybe do a, a smaller episode of A Plus More Phenomenal. I don't want to take up too much of you know my family time and things like that. So um, if news for Care Major drops before I leave, I'll clearly go ahead and give you guys some news. Um, and then next Saturday, um, I will certainly try to um, stay on uh, stay on point when it comes to a new episode of A Plus More Phenomenal when I get to Georgia. So just so you guys know, in case any, if you guys, where's Adam at? Why hasn't he posted anything? Because I'm, I'm, I'm spending the holidays with my family over in Georgia. But I will certainly try to come back next week with a brand new episode of A Plus More Phenomenal with you guys. With all brand new news. Um, whether it be Power Rangers or Super Sentai related. Or at least just to take your guys' viewer questions for at least just a little bit. So I definitely will make that effort for another episode of A Plus More Phenomenal next week. And don't worry guys. Because I have people been asking me also. Like, God, Adam, since... Power Rangers uh, is off right now until we come back for season two. Is there not going to be any more A plus more phenomenal? There will always be A plus more phenomenal. Always something to talk about. And even if there aren't any topics, I certainly don't mind having your guys' questions as well. So don't worry about if this season is around or not. We'll definitely still be here for our Power Rangers and Super Sentai talk. So until next week, guys, uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. May the power protect you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Keep it A plus. Bye.